Hey everybody, it's your GM Griff here with another episode of the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Up at the top, I wanted to mention a couple of things that if you're not a member of our Discord, you might not know about. So the HLP every Friday during quarantine, and we've been doing this for a couple of weeks now, has been setting up a Netflix party where you can join and watch, well, let's be real, they're all bad movies, <laughs> but you can come watch some horrible movies with the crew. We all get on, we all get on Discord voice chat, and so anybody that's in our Discord is welcome to talk to us, or you can just chat with us in the text chat of the Netflix party add-in on Google Chrome. We're adamant about bringing you guys some extra entertainment during this time, and I think it's just really fun to get to watch some bad movies with the rest of the carrying crowd. I know that for me, Steve, Brooks, Haley, and Emily, watching bad movies was a huge part of our hangouts before we started doing this podcast, so you'll likely get some colorful commentary from us. Plus, we always find a drinking game for them, which ends up being pretty ridiculous. I also want to share some awesome news and something I and every other member of the HLP are super proud of. Emily just successfully completed her doctorate, uh, defended her thesis, and just is uh, killing it in the food science game. So if you're chatting in the in the Discord or you're on social media hitting us up, why don't you go ahead and give Emily a little bit of props because it's been a long time in the making and a lot of hard work from her went into becoming a doctor. Now you can talk talk to her and you can call her Dr. Campbell. Finally, we've been making a bunch of dice and we have a lot of them now. So check out our Instagram for some pictures of sets that we're coming out with. If some of them strike your fancy and they're not already owned by one of the members of the cast, hit us up, DM us. Uh, we might be willing to sell some of them or do some giveaways in the near future featuring some of those sets. With all of that out of the way, I want to get to episode 90 because I especially had a lot of fun with this one. Here's 30 seconds to Akaton. Do you like liquor and things that go boom? Then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 90. Let's just start up at the top with what we're drinking, baby. Emily, what you got? Today, I have a mango white claw. It's my favorite. Speaking of my favorite. Hey, Steve. What you drinking? Hey, babe. <laughs> um, so we got a lot of information on wolves last episode. Yeah, we did. And I really enjoyed that. So I reached back into the depths of my fridge to pull out some wolf's ridge beers that I've been saving. Um, this is their daybreak. We've had it a whole bunch of times on the show it is quite possibly the best beer on earth. I love it to death. Love the tie-in. You're welcome. Absolutely love the tie-in. <laughs> uh, speaking of you're welcome, Brooks. Oh, uh, thanks, Griff. Uh, See, I preempted that. <laughs> um, I am also on the White Claw train, uh, departing today with the lemon caboose. And so... Uh, Choo-choo it, everybody on the uh, White Claw train. That was so oh fucking weird, dude. <laughs> well, speaking of great cabooses, hey, Haley. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should take that one again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
What you drinking? Oh my god! Um, <laughs> I I am drinking mango Bacardi and pink Starburst like drink powder. <laughs> so nice. Haley and I found these at the grocery store the other day. Just. Pink Starburst and Red Starburst drink mix. Like a Crystal Light? Yeah. Like a Crystal Light, but wow. it's like branded like as- free Starburst. It's, it's does, pink does, Starburst flavor. Does it taste Wait, like it? Yes. Wow, that's awesome. Is it as sweet as a Starburst? They're pretty yes. sweet, yeah. It's, oh, boy. It's like a- It's rough. You have one of these. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But you don't taste any alcohol. Well, that's pretty nice. That. <laughs> Speaking of drink, that- uh, you do taste all the alcohol in. Hi, it's Griff. I'm drinking the Patreon beverage. It's a uh, Vocar, I think is how you say it. Don't sound okay. so excited. Yeah, I mean, jeez, <laughs> turn down the levels in your uh, headphones, ladies and gentlemen. He's so excited. God, he's also going to need to change his shirt. He's dripping uh, saliva all over it. <laughs> Just salivating for it. So excited. Yeah, this drink isn't good. What's in it? It's uh, it's supposed to be rye, vermouth, and cognac in equal parts. Mine is the COVID special bourbon. Uh, brandy. Bourbon, brandy, and vermouth. Yeah. So, supposed to, supposedly mine would be a little bit sweeter, but it's just not really great. Is it supposed to be dry vermouth? I don't know, man. Okay. I don't know, and I don't care. Yeah, That's they're the awful. same anyways. Everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write the recipe. So, let's get back into the episode so I don't have to be drinking that. <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking next week, guys, and uh, there's a hint for what I'm drinking. The hint is seminal fluid. Yep. That's usually the hint. <laughs> That's either the overt or the uh, secret hint. I mean, everybody knows that here at the HLP, we're we're pretty. Uh, we like to get our protein. Tune in next week. Good lord! <laughs> Last episode, we found out a lot of information. We kind of finished up the library stuff. Freya and Eclipse talked to various members of the. Askinor guests and clientele. And we find ourselves at the point, I think, where the where the two groups come back together. So from the eight hours of study, from the talking to the Marquisa and Ostevach and talking to Delgros and um and Silas Graydon. The groups come back together. What are you guys doing? I think pretty much right off the rip, uh, Matumbe would start letting them know what we discovered. Uh, we've been chasing this whispering way for quite some time. Uh, what we found out was that their inevitable goal is to bring back an old wizard, one by the name of the Whispering Tyrant. Turns out that the, though there are many different clans of werewolves, the prince's wolves, the ones that Ikma is closest to, their mission goal is to defeat this Whispering Way and the tyrant. Freya takes this information in and she is going to do a quick perception to make sure we're alone. Sure. Twenty-three. Where are you guys? Have you met back in one of your rooms, or that wouldn't you... be safe? There was a conference room. Yeah, the yeah, conference room conference where room. we could meet without being overheard. Yeah, I don't think good. the conference room was booked at all, so you could meet there to talk. It Does might... it have a fireplace? No. Oh, good. Perfect. I, I told you guys up front, you won't be observed in the conference room. You usually have to schedule it, though. Ooh. Sorry, next time we'll schedule it better. Uh, uh, <laughs> Bella comes, uh, you really shouldn't be using the conference room. Next time I set up a meeting invite, scheduled. I'll reserve a room. Uh, you really need to put it on everyone's calendar. I need a meeting invite. I bane halfling. 
so yeah, you guys are in the conference room uh, with that perception. You don't hear anything going on outside. You don't see anyone outside the windows. Um, you think you're relatively safe. Freya then feels comfortable to share some of the information that we've gathered from the other members of the lodge. We've talked with a few guests here at the lodge. Some of them seem pretty nice and friendly, but we've heard the rumors that they're not all as they seem. We should be careful with who we're talking with. It seems like there's something going on in the woods. All the animals are going silent. The other guests of this lodge are not as they seem. Do you have any idea who may be hiding something or obfuscating? Well, that might be a word. Uh, their actual identity? Obfuscating, I think. I, I, I shot my shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, specifically was mentioned Durston as he um, has a bit of a spotty past in addition to generally having a dangerous hobby without fully being able to do it realistically without a lot of help. Um, and then also the Marquise, Marquisen, and uh, her guard is actually her lover. Um, that, that one seemed obvious, though. And in general, he just kind of said... Like, most of these nobles aren't just boring old nobles. They, like, have some sort of reason for liking hunting, potentially, or some sort of past. We do seem to have one person on our side. Silas has been very helpful. Freya pulls out the gold that he gave us. Oh, my. The body we found in the Weaverworm's lair, that was his friend. He was thankful that we brought back a few of his belongings. He knows that we're after information on the Whispering Way, and he gave us a good lead. I think we can trust him. I see, I see. It is good to have some sort of an ally here. Durston, although he seems to like us very much and is footing our bill, I wouldn't trust him to keep his mouth shut or, you know, work for anybody besides himself. It seems like this Mr. Graydon may have similar goals as we do, hopefully. He also said, not that we can necessarily trust Kayan, we can at least trust her to be honest, and she's a stable master, so she might be a good source. This is good. We should speak to her. Additionally... I spoke to a Mr. Estovian, and he is offering up the logbook for our perusal. We can see if there are any names on there that stand out to us. We knew the Whispering Way either had interests here or has been here. Maybe one of those names stands out. Tonight I will find out when I look at that book. Yeah, guys... I mean, as far as what we uh, found out, and uh, we found out well, we found out quite a bit on other tribes of of werewolves and and how they're uh, you know supposed to be and and tribal you know things going on. But today, I'm really looking forward to going to sleep. Is the coffin wearing off, Ikmer? Uh, I, I don't think it's that. No, it's, uh, it's probably something else. Just tired today. <laughs> well, the Marquisa also said that we should check out the performers. They, they go on every single night. Which I know they said on our tour, but she highly recommended it as something to do that's not hunting. 
how does that fit into our schedule, Griffin? Like, is, is that something that's about to happen soon, or do we have time to follow up with Cayenne and the book before? I think your day is about over. Okay. If you think about if you think about spending eight hours in the library, and you guys got here maybe mid morning, you're probably talking about dinner. Okay. Um, which you might want to go have, uh, and you would get the gist that like the performances probably happen around meals. So if you wanted to check out a performance, you could. That's what, that's what I was yeah. assuming. We would do dinner and a meal or dinner, dinner and a show. Dinner and a show. Hell yeah. Finally get into the relaxing part. <laughs> okay. So did we convince ourselves we're on vacation? <laughs> <laughs> we were too good with that bluff check. <laughs> Got him. So you guys make it to dinner. And you see many of the Lodge's guests here. There's uh, Duriston. He seems to have two more cohorts around him at his table, carousing, um drinking, having an apertif. You see the Marquisa, you see Ostevach. Estovian has made an appearance, uh, although he sits somewhat alone. Belek probably joins him at the table. Notably absent um, is Silas. But you do see another person that you haven't met before. Kind of a slight, dark-haired man. He's younger. Um, His hair is uh, straight. He kind of gives an air of someone who spends some time inside. Relatively pale skin. Okay, okay. He's interesting because you haven't met him. What are you guys doing? Do all these different folks have open seats around them, or do we need to go to our own table? I'm not sure how this kind of Yeah, works. most of them have open seats. Uh, you know, obviously there are people that are sitting at the same table, like Duristan and his cohorts, and um, Marquisa and Ostevach. And Estovian and Bellic and maybe some of the other staff are sitting at one table. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this uh, other person is sitting alone. I, I'd like to, uh, from a tomb bay, to sit with Estovian and Bellic, um, pretty much because I know that they've got this other library. Mm-hmm. And Matumbe certainly is interested in that and wants to get his hands in there at some point. Um, I don't even know if that's something we really need to like RP at all, but I just want him to to start warming up to them. Oh, what are you doing here? Like, how how did you come to be in possession of the lodge? Like, what's it run? What's it like running it day to day? Just like the the, the small sure. talk to yeah. kind of get get him warmed up to us a little bit more. Oh well, I'm sure he'd be all about the business aspect, right? Well, that's where I'm going with this. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about- oh, uh, Matumbe. Uh, please sit. Uh, enjoy yourself. Um, these are some of the staff. <laughs> I should have thought that maybe the um, the adventurers in the group wouldn't really care about sitting with the staff. And lo and behold, here you are. <laughs> that's where you would be wrong. I... I appreciate the stories and the the fanciful things the rest of these nobles bring to your lodge, but I am not here for their stories. I am here for your lodge. I'm very excited to be here and to be part of this wonderful vacation business. Hmm. Yes, the business of uh, vacationing. I'm surprised you'd want to talk business. While you're on your vacation. Matumbe leans forward, puts both of his elbows on the table, uh, steeples his fingers, and leans down. 
You have no idea how interested I am in the business <laughs> aspect of this lodge. <laughs> well, we'll uh, we will certainly get there. Um, but why don't I introduce you around the table, um, Matumbe? This is uh, Posse. Hello, and Posse Trobes. A pleasure to make your acquaintance. Posse is our groundskeeper. Uh, not one for pleasant conversation, <laughs> but uh, we love him all the same. This is um, Ruessa Webb and her two children. Oh, hello. Pleasure. A pleasure to make your acquaintance. She is our um, head housekeeper and... Um, Beast and Vassare, her children, they help her out. And they kind of look at you and they're like the classic Ickmer teenagers, like, <laughs> ignore you. Mm. Um, and then this is Cayenne, our uh, stable master. Oh, hello there. How are you? <laughs> hello, Cayenne. I'm doing quite well yourself. I'm doing fine. I'm actually, I was quite surprised. Been meaning to talk to you. I. You adventures, none of you had any any sort of mounts. It's just very interesting coming through, um, well, the Shutterwood, and, and you didn't even bring a single horse. No, and it was quite an adventure to get here. It may surprise you, but we walked all of the way from Lepidstats and uh, really saw some colorful wildlife on our way. You must have some great endurance. I have a moderate constitution. <laughs> um, and let me let me just give you a little description of these folks since you're sitting there. So Posse is kind of a hunched-looking guy. He's got that greasy, wavy hair. Um, you wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> <laughs> um, he seems kind of like a like a man that doesn't change his clothes when he leaves work. You wouldn't so know like, anything about that. <laughs> he's like at the table with his groundskeeping garb on. Cayenne is, uh, she looks younger than you. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe in her early 30s. Pale with uh, dark eyes. She looks relatively fit um, and like she's dressed in maybe a um, in gear that might indicate that she goes beyond the um, the lodge walls once in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ruessa is a plump middle-aged spinster. She actually looks like she's done herself up a little bit um, just for the occasion of having dinner with the guests. Um, and then the two teenagers, the first Bist is um, you know, a slight 13-year-old girl and uh, Vassaray is a moody-looking 15-year-old boy. Okay, okay. But that's the characters at your table. Uh, I imagine you guys get into this business conversation hardcore, mm-hmm. uh, so I'll leave it at that. Not gonna yeah. I love the image of Shaq taking up probably two spots <laughs> and then widening his elbows even even bigger at this table. And looking directly at <laughs> at them and be like, yes, I'm extremely interested. I just imagine he completely alienates everyone else at the table. Like they were having a nice like staff conversation, and then he's there, everybody goes silent, and he just like stares daggers at a stove hand and is like, tell me about how you keep your accounting books. <laughs> so you say you're busy season. Tell me more. So, what are the rest of you doing? I mean, I think Eclipse might look at the group and ask if we want to go see the stranger, I guess? I think I think that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Ikmer would follow behind and, uh, like, agree or at least try to help motion toward that. Just, uh, but... He, he wouldn't be confident enough to lead the group, but he would try to from, well, backseat drive, the direction of where to go. 
Freya definitely has the same feeling that if we are going to figure out if there's any Whispering Way connections, we need to meet everyone. She's getting real tired of talking and gossiping about people, but she holds her head high and she'll she'll walk over with you with you too. Okay, so we walk over to the table and um, Eclipse is going to ask, um, are these three seats available to sit with you? Uh, I guess, sure. Like, go ahead. Oh, I know who this is. <laughs> this is... This is that guy that Durston was ragging on for being emo, right? Yup. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You have to. You just, I mean, you guys are going to make me look like a fucking poser. I'm just trying to sit here by myself, but it's fine. Um, yeah, go ahead. Well, to me, it looked like you could use some company. My name's Freya. Nice to meet you. I'm Corvin. Uh, Corvin Turgsvor. Um, you probably. Turgsvor. Uh, you probably know me as one of the uh, the noble house Turgsvor. Um, you know, my my parents are kind of a big deal, but I'm not about that. Well, no worries here. I'm not well versed in nobles. To me, you're just like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, says the lady with magical gear. Um, I'm not sure how that relates to not knowing about nobles. I- no, it just means, like, uh, don't call everybody the same when you guys come in here rocking, like, your, your adventuring gear, like, lording it over the rest of us. Like, Well, I mean, I'm sure you could be an adventurer, too. You just have to put some effort into it. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, that's just not really what I like to do. Okay, well, then don't complain about us. Well, I'm just saying. You say everybody's like, you know... All right. Well, how are you doing? Hello, my name. I mean, is like, I, I'm fine. It's just like I'm. My initial attitude towards you is uh, hostile. So <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to do a better job of like, you know, winning me over. Well, I mean, I I guess you've already uh, told us why we're here, but uh, why are are you here? I mean, seeing as how. It, it it wouldn't make sense for uh, someone of your stature to, to go out in the wild like this. Make a diplomacy check. <laughs> Hell yeah. Appeal to him with your mutual appreciation of the Ustalavan band, My Alchemical Romance. <laughs> My Alchemical yes. Romance. Dude, those guys are so tight. <laughs> I bet if we just straightened your hair, Ekmer, it would look really good. A little eyeliner. I mean, he's got like the hot topic belt on, right? He's already got like, the perfect yes. gray. Guys shop the same places. Uh-huh. Gray complexion. His hair's probably pretty greasy already. Darn! I was hoping to uh, I don't know, somehow, somehow uh, weasel my way into using antagonize with this. No. no, no, because it is <laughs> because it requires because it requires the diplomacy check. That it would be, that we could force him into more of a... You can antagonize uh, him, he will like you even less. Yeah, well, I mean, well, with the antagonize, you can do, you can, like, I, I guess talk him down is is one way to do it versus the intimidate route. And so, uh, yeah, he, here goes diplomacy. Well, I, I'm... Not trying to make it one way or the other, or or make any judgments like like you have us, but you know, ten total, ten total. <laughs> I don't even know why you why you'd be interested, and uh, why would I even give someone like you the time of day. Why don't we just eat our meals in silence? Because you guys both listen to old 30 seconds to Akaton. 30 seconds to Akaton. (laughs) Freya pipes up and also would like to try to do a diplomacy. All right, old lady. What what do you have to say? Got that right. (laughs) Fist bumps you. Now he's willing to talk. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I've been around long enough to get quite a few stories. Some hunting stories, adventuring stories. 
I'm sure you have a few as well. Yeah, usually I write them in my poetry. Uh, so with a... Ah, well... Why don't you share it with us? I guess I could read one of my latest poems. But that's about all you're going to get out of me. I call this one The Prisoner. God damn <laughs> In this dark cage of lies, I'm dangerously trapped inside. The butterflies have flown away. No longer does this soul sway. Anger pains... Hatred. Now my heart is left damaged. Deception, betrayal, lies were thrust upon. Still a mask of happiness I put on. Agony, depression, insanity I try to hide. All the blames are killing me inside. Lying dead, I stare at the gleaming stars, trapped inside my mind's prison bars. Snaps, snaps. <laughs> <laughs> snaps at the table. <laughs> you, you need to come clean with us, Griffin. Did you write that or was that in the book? Oh, I literally Googled emo poem. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. It was perfect. Thank you. Thank you. It, it suits uh, his backstory very well. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I, I love somebody once, too. That was a really great poem. Um, do you come here because you're feeling trapped, or do you feel trapped when you're here? Go ahead and roll me at diplomacy. I listened to his poem. <laughs> yeah, you listen to his poem, so that's... Twenty-two. All right. Ooh, Eclipse the psychologist. <laughs> you you improve his yeah. state from hostile. He wasn't actually hostile, but he was unfriendly. Yeah. I've improved it. Listen, um, I'm enjoying what my father likes to call an extended stay here. Um, got into a little bit of trouble. I engaged the young wife of a uh, you know. A wealthy other noble and got found out at my parents' dinner ball. Um, you know, it's been all kinds of a scandal. And my dad, of course, fucking parents, thought that it would be best if uh, maybe I went away for a little while. So I'm here. Um, Drinking absinthe and writing poems. Oh, parents, am I right? They don't know what's best. Parents just don't understand. So do you, you don't hunt then while you're here? You just stay in your room and write poems? And fuck around with that uh, asshole Durston. He's so easy to set off. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, most of the people here are. They're all fucking posers. How, how old is he? He's like 19. Okay. These people aren't quite what they seem. Do any of them have a dark past? Something they're keeping hidden? I mean, like, the Marquise is clearly fucking that guy, right? I mean, like, obviously. I saw it, like, in the words yeah. of uh, Durston. I know it, you know it, everybody <laughs> knows it. Oh, well, um... Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely knew that, too. I heard she's here for, like, uh, more than just cheating on her uh, rich husband, though. And trust me, I know a bit more about, uh, you know, sordid affairs. That's why I ended up here, but... Well, I don't know. Did you talk to her? Like, I get the vibe that she's, like, always up to something. Like, she says she goes on these fox hunts, but, like... I don't think she ever has. And I've been here, like, longer than anyone. And, like, that Ostavash guy, like, he doesn't even have any hunting gear. Like, what's the deal with that? He doesn't have hunting gear? 
He goes out every morning, supposedly, according to her. Yeah, like, what the hell is he doing if he doesn't have any hunting gear? Have you seen him go towards the madams? Uh, I mean, it's probably happened. <laughs> he just blushed a lot when we talked about her. Might have happened, like, once or twice. Uh, I'm sure the Marquise would be devastated if uh, what we are led to believe is true. I mean, I I don't really know much about that Silas Graydon guy. He uh, he keeps to himself pretty much, and like he's kind of like from a higher noble house than me, so like I worry about stepping on his toes. Uh, but the rest of them, like I mean, you can fuck around with uh, with Thurston all you want. He's just a fucking idiot. That guy, I think, um, fakes being a werewolf hunter. I'm pretty sure. No. Uh, so about Silas, does he ever come down for dinner? Is this is this weird that he's not here? Oh no, he's usually down here. He usually um usually sits at a table with uh well Delgros usually likes to sit with him. They they like to talk hunting strategy, but almost everybody here goes to him for advice. He's just a really smart guy. Did you know he used to be um he used to be like a general or something in, um, well, in the war without rival. You heard of that, right? Of course. I would assume I've lived in Ustalov. Uh, you can make a knowledge history check. Someone could. Oh, I can if you've that. lived in Ustalov, you probably know from your textbooks. Ooh, that requires going 12. to school. 12? <laughs> no. Yeah. Even though I've lived in Uslav for, like, 40 years. I guess you know, like, the gist of it, but you're really <laughs> shitty at, like, social studies. Okay. I, w- <laughs> so, I like, would know. You know you know what happened. But, yeah, he was, you know, a super successful general in that. And so people, like, come to him for kind of, like, tactical advice in other areas because, you know, he just kind of has, like, the brain for it. You said that you've been here for quite a while. I mean, exactly how long? And and I I would assume you've seen some crazy people come through. Am I right? Oh, I mean, if you want to call nobles crazy, then sure. But, like, I've been here for about a month. Not, not like, super crazy. I mean, you could take that with a grain of salt. I've been drinking a lot of absinthe. How many poems have you written in that month? I mean, um, a couple. Uh, that was one of my best works. Eclipse, this takes uh, proper creativity. Art takes, takes time. Oh. A, yeah, fist bump for that, man. Who is this noble sage and prophet? <laughs> <laughs> This guy speaks the truth. So you've written two poems in this month and um, drink a lot I didn't say two. I just said... a couple. That's two. A a Um, couple could be more than two. Okay. Okay. So you've written a couple poems uh, in the past month. What else do you do for fun here? Just fucking drink and piss a lot of people off. It's kind of fun. I brood in my room sometimes. I like to brood. Uh, I'm like the only room that doesn't have a balcony, which kind of sucks because I'd love to stand out in the balcony in the rain and just brood. I love to brood. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I've heard so many teenagers say that. <laughs> he, he's so self-aware. It's, it's <laughs> powerful. So self-aware. If you like, getting everyone riled up here. Has anyone been particularly upset by that? Anyone reacted violently? No, nobody like threw any punches. I thought Durston might at some point, but his little little buddies held him back. Well, give it time. I think it would be funny. So what do you do to piss him off? Just like call him a joke and that kind of stuff. He just really hates when people say he's not the best. 
Oh, that makes sense. When I say he's the worst and everyone knows it in a mocking tone, he kind of hates that. That also makes sense. And I bring up all the bad deals he's made. And oh, he tell really, me more. He bad really deals. Uh, it's just like he's made some bad business deals in his in his uh, life. Oh, okay. So you bring that up, and he's always like, oh, I'm the best. And you're just like, oh, well, remember when he went bankrupt twice? <laughs> I know it. Everyone here knows it. He made that USMCA <laughs> deal. We still have Califas and uh, Laboon. <laughs> Fuck, that was the best trade deal joke I've made on the show. <laughs> There's going to be like three people listening to this who really enjoyed that. <laughs> Everybody from your work. Yep. Hello, Steve's work. Hello. <laughs> so when does like the entertainment start for the night? Uh, usually after we finish the main course. So you <laughs> finish the main course. The entertainment starts. It's a juggler today. Cool. I I'm so glad that we uh, held on for that one, huh? Yeah, you really need to hold on for the juggler. Well, if Juggler doesn't done. hold anything. Um, I'm not going to hold oh, on for Brux. it. That's not good, dude. Make a perception <laughs> check. <laughs> okay. Them or everybody? Everybody. Okay. 25. 16. 9. Are they bad jugglers? Ikmer's <laughs> uh, perplexed. <laughs> How do they do it? Matumbe and Eclipse hear it. What do we hear? And also almost feel it. You feel the um, the plates and the maybe your like cups on their like your teacups on their little saucer shake, and you hear like a muffled thump, thump thump and as it grows closer more plates begin to shake and now the rest of you can feel it like in your chairs something big is moving and I need everybody to roll for initiative as this gargantuan hairy eight legged freak Rolls into dinner. I didn't make it past like the guard towers and shit. I don't know, Steve. <sighs> because it was already here. Because it's one of the exotic guys, creatures. Exotic creatures. Hey, is it dark? No. Okay. Ooh, I'm really loving these dice. Average, and then a 16 total right now. Or uh, excuse me, not a 16 total, but roll the 16, making it a 19 total. 19 for initiative for Ikmer. Yes, sir. What's your modifier? Three. I got him beat yeah, for you five. Do. 14 for Freya. How about Eclipse? Rolled double 17, so 18. What's your modifier? One. Roll off. Oh. I think you got me. I got it too. Yeah, 16. Nice. Yeah, Griffin, it was really nice for you to to weight these uh, favorably for your players. That was that was very nice. <laughs> just wait. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I literally just rolled it on accident and then rolled a one. So. <laughs> All well, right. If we were playing uh, Chris Chris rules, you could hold. You would have to hold that roll until the next one. What? <laughs> no, nobody gets that joke. <laughs> Except for I a mean, couple. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Combat begins as this gargantuan tarantula. Oh, I hate that. Rolls onto the scene. The shrieks of the of the staff and of the guests are audible as everyone kind of gets up out of their seats and gasps. And then this thing begins spraying its barbs off of its arms and legs. Well, I guess they're all legs. And uh, you see 
you see one of the teenage uh, kids go down as and then start vomiting and convulsing on the floor. Uh, some more barbs go into Duristan. He same thing happens. He starts vomiting and falls over. Man, I hope this is a Fortitude's poison. And it's time. At the top of the order is Matumbe. Matumbe, you see this creature. How, how large did you say it was Gargantuan? Gargantuan, so maybe. What's, so what's that? Is that 15 or 20 by 20? 20 by 20. 20 by 20. So for those of you guys who are not familiar, um, tarantulas in real life, they're four like their forelegs grow these like hairy barbs on them and then they shake them and when they do those barbs break off and go flying like a like a literal ranged attack at their prey it's so creepy if you look it up it's disgusting so i have to imagine this 20 foot wide tarantula shaking his legs and shit is literally breaking off of them and going into people and infecting them has to be terrifying oh yeah i love it based on how real it actually is and how like definitely you've seen it I've seen it before Steve has seen it before and we're seeing it now it's it sucks so uh, Matumbe is going to stand up his cape swirls around him he looks back to all of the different folks who are at his table Cayenne Parsi uh, Estovian stay behind me I will protect you from this beast um, and as he stands up he is going to rip off a vial from his belt and throw it back uh, as he enlarges person for a minute. Of course becomes he large. That takes my full turn. Igmer. Since he was a little slow on the uh, perception to see that he's now a little bit behind in observing everyone else in, in what would happen. And I think from your description, everyone is extremely surprised this is here and definitely not part of the lodge. It's not part of the juggling act. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, it's got eight legs. It's so. got eight legs. You, it might juggle later your corpses. I'm gonna del- <laughs> de- delay your action. And see delay what it does. Does. <laughs> he stands uh, up from his seat and doing so probably knocks this chair over. Don't worry, everybody. We'll we'll make sure this thing is uh, taken care of. And he will definitely run over to uh, meet this thing before it gets to the greater population in the hall here. And using his quick Oh, quick runner shirt, but I need to make sure that I'm doing it right. Alright. Previously, I'm not sure if I was quite doing it right, but uh, once you use it, you lose unspent actions. So. So you could run and then use it. Right. And that is uh, that is what I would do. Uh, not, not being able to use a, a, an action to attack. So Ikmer slides uh, past the table and like kind of throws the chair behind him, moves up on this creature. Man, you guys, I just got to say, uh, Adam from Southern Tom Foolery recommended this drink, put it on, put it on the pole. Uh, he knew. He knew. He was like, "Yeah, they <laughs> no. should be. They should be playing with a GM that's had uh, a whole mason jar full of just straight liquor." You didn't need to make a full mason jar. I didn't. I accidentally. He chose this. I poured a little <laughs> bit of Bert, and then I was like, "Fuck! It's one to one to one." <laughs> I thought I was gonna be doing a splash of the other shit. Nope. Yep. That'll get you. And because the creature has not acted yet, it does not get an attack of opportunity on Ikmer. Ikmer is toe-to-toe with it. It's Eclipse's turn. I... Oh, but I forgot to chug my beer before I left. <laughs> I'm gonna... Oh, uh, that poser's really drinking a seltzer, not a beer. <laughs> I'm gonna begin casting. You're gonna begin casting. I see a summon coming. 
No. But Oh, four round action, not a summon? You yeah. can enlarge? Nope. Ah. Mm. Mm, now it's a mystery. You'll see next time. Alright, it's the spider's turn. It's gonna attack Ikmer. Yeah, that'll do. 33? Yes, it will. Thirty-five points of damage. Oh, baby! And I need you to make a fortitude save. Is this just one attack? This is just one attack. And is there any? Uh, th- this is all just physical. Yes. Okay. Now I'm asking you to make a fortitude save. So you do? Yeah. So you get the dr out of this. All right. Uh, this is potential for tenacious using territory here. Ooh, that is a four on the die. Uh, definitely, definitely want to take my tenacious. Okay, take your tenacious. Much better, much, much better. 19 on the die, making it 29. 29 succeeds. Whew. Freya, you're up. Freya looks around at the carnage from these nobles, uh, all of the people sitting around her, And that's troubling. She moves 15 feet forward to get a little bit closer to the spider. She touches the Erastil sigil on her armor and starts praying. Erastil, guide our attacks and hold back this foul beast. And all allies within 40 feet get a plus one luck bonus on attack rolls, weapon damage rolls, saves, and skill checks. And this is a mind-affecting effect, but uh, any enemy takes a minus one to all of those as well. Sure. What's the spell? Is that bless? This is prayer. prayer. Oh, prayer. Awesome. And what was the what was the range on that? Forty feet. So you guys are right within it. Perfect. If not, she would move an additional five feet forward. I thought I calculated it out that she's hitting it. At the top of the order is Matumbe. All right. He saw his companion Ikmer go run up there. He sees maybe um, Eclipse start weaving patterns in the air and speaking incantations. Um, Freya runs up and, and casts a spell. He feels invigorated. He is going to um, look back one more time to the people at his table. Stay here. We will hold the line. And he is going to mechanically charge up to 10 feet away from right. the spider. It gets an attack of opportunity. Yeah, 18 on the die is going to hit you. Yeah. Sounds about right. Ooh, um, in harm's way. <laughs> well, where does this hit? Because that will determine whether or not you can use that. Yeah, it hit you at 20 feet out. So, so, so that's, oh. that's a no. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. It's too far away. Yeah. Twenty nine points of damage. Oh God. Make a fortitude save. And you get a plus one luck bonus. Okay. That's already on my. Oh, sheet. it should Thank be on you your sheet. Much. Yeah. Um. And again, this is just a little, t- this hits a little too far away t- for me to gain the bonus for standing next to an ally. So I'm not taking that. Although if it hit me later, I would have. Oh, 17 off the die. I'm fine here. 26, right? Yep, you're good. Sweet. Um, so now he's within 10 feet and I said he was mechanically charging. So this is going to be a plus two to this roll to hit. Let's see what I got. 21. Nope. Oh, no, that's not good. That's not good. That's bad. That's real bad. (laughs) Ikmer, you're toe-to-toe with it. Your buddy Matumbe has come behind you and just whacked at this thing with the book, glances off its natural armor, and it hisses at you. You think that you can... uh... Attack me again while I am 
I, I'm inside your uh, your legs now. I've got ya. Wow. Um, that is a natural twenty okay. on nice. that one. The next one is a sixteen on the die for the for the next hit to bring that one a total to a, a total of twenty-seven. On your second swing? Yes. Damn. Yep, those will both hit. Awesome. Roll the. Oh, I will confirm. Yes. And as that first blow looks like it might do some extra damage, Matumbe channels the judiciousness of Phrasma to add plus four to your your confirmation roll. Hell yeah! <laughs> All right. Uh, your new dice, Griffin. Let's see. I hope they do me good again. Oh my goodness, yeah! That's a 13 on the die. So that's, uh, I mean, without the plus four, that brings it to a 29, so. Yeah, that'll do it. That confirms a crit. Awesome. A hit and a crit. Awesome. Damage we looking at. Awesome, awesome. We all know Ikmer doesn't do monster damage, but uh, this is going to be... 33. 33. Alright, I need you to make me two reflex saves. Ooh. Because you hit him twice, right? I did. Does it matter which one's first? Nope. Okay. I'm letting both attacks have happened. Well, uh, probably won't matter too much. Uh, first one is 13. Mm -hmm. The next one is a 9. Okay, I need you to make me two fortitude saves. Oh. Alright. Thankfully, we got one at a 19. And the next one is a 19 total. You fail. You're nauseated for one round. Okay. Shit. Eclipse. Okay, so I know uh, Steve gave one description of kind of what I'd look like, but actually because I'm a, I, I am a mental caster, it's actually me just getting really angry. And you really see, pumped. Oh. Yeah. yeah, so I'm just getting really angry, and you see sparks kind of flying out of my hand as a bolt of lightning comes down and um, hits the spider. So I'm going to need a reflex save. And Corvin's in the background. When I was a young noble, <laughs> my father took me into Leopardstadt to see the Black Parade. Does that count as a bardic performance for us? I was no. going to ask. Oh, <laughs> he is a poet. Guys, I hate to ruin what my backup character is. <laughs> He's here. <laughs> He's in this very room. Reflex, you said? Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, 21. Okay, so it does uh, save, but it will take six points of electricity damage. Um, and I'm going to then use my action to pull out a wand, and I'm going to roll to attempt to use that. Oh, UMD. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how this Use that D. Let me make sure I do this right. What what ability took a full round action to cast a, a lightning bolt? Call lightning. Oh, gotcha. Sorry. It's yes. going to keep going every round. I now. have that for seven minutes with a maximum of seven bolts. Oh, sweet. That's yeah. awesome. So I can just yeah. do that uh, once a round. But anyways, I am going to try and use this. <laughs> I rolled 12 on the die plus 12. That gets me over 20 so I can use a wand. I need you, a creature... Are you affected by mind affecting? No. Damn it! So you lose the charge. That's fine. I was gonna try and charm this monster and then have a pet spider. It's fine. Classic <laughs> Actually, I was gonna demand it to leave us alone. Okay. That would be nice. Yeah. It's going to attack Ikmer. Mm, probably not. Only a 20 to hit. Yeah, that's a... Well, let me... 
I don't think Nauseated is going to take you that low. I didn't see it. Well, actually, not yet. Nauseated actually doesn't affect your AC. Yeah. So. Uh, and then as a move action, it's going to shake. And it's barbs, jiggle jangle. And Ikmer, you're close enough to see the egg sack on its back oh, no. erupt Uh-oh. into a swarm of tiny spiders that flow all over Ikmer right now. And at this point, I'm going to need you guys to finish your drinks because we'll see you next week. Oh. You know I have severe arachnophobia, right? This, this is going to be bad. <laughs> so much. Well, didn't see it, but I knew it. <laughs>